All right. Hello, all of my beautiful friends out there. I want to start off this episode by just doing like a little vibe pulse check really quick. How all of y'all are feeling. Obviously, I can't hear what your answer is, but I hope that y'all are having a great week so far. Had a good weekend. Um, Personally, I'll share my vibe check, I guess. So my sister was in town this past weekend. If you didn't listen to the episode with her, listen to it. It's really fun, just very wholesome. We talk about dating, um, her time visiting me in Austin. And it was a great weekend, don't get me wrong, but I think, and after going on a walk with my friend this morning, we were both talking about it. We feel like we are in such a rut right now where we're torn between where do we allocate our time right now? It's like you have family and the holidays coming up like it's easter time and then you have memorial day that's coming up and there's a lot of like weekend plans but you want time to yourself but then you also have friends that you're trying to be accommodating to and hang out with them and give them your time and attention but also trying to succeed in your career and like that's a lot of ways to be pulled that's like an arm a leg your head would pop off and i think a lot of people right now are kind of it's getting into the summer And during the summer, you want to like, you know, live your best life and be able to be outside and do all of these adventurous things that you kind of put off for the other latter part of the year. And the stress of all of the things that you're trying to juggle right now can be a lot. So this is just my announcement for you that for at least the next 30 to 40 minutes, I want this to be a shorter episode. Um, I always say that, but then I end up talking for an hour and a half, Uh, at least for the next However many minutes, you will be listening to me and hopefully I'll be making you laugh, giving you a little bit of time away from your normal life. Maybe you're on a walk, on a car ride. Maybe you have your headphones in during work and you're a little bit stressed out. I just want to be the person that you go to and I relieve a little bit of stress and I bring you a little ounce of happiness or inspiration, whatever it may be. So um, yeah, I'm doing really well. My sister was just in town and... I'm really looking forward, honestly, to just alone time. I think over the past couple of months, there's been a lot of things that I've said that I wanted to do, right? Like I say that I want to do these events and meet people, but then I don't do it. And I just continuously made excuses for myself until about a month ago, I was like, screw this. Like I really need to put my foot down and start speaking into existence, like the things that I'm actually going to do or not speaking into existence because I do that, but I need to actually execute it. So a little update before we get into the topic of today's episode, I wanted to let you know, ah, oh my God, sorry if I just hurt your eardrums right then. Um, I'm so excited. If you follow me on TikTok, you already saw, but I'm getting an office. Uh, so I know a lot of people make comments about the audio, <laughs> the video, the quality of my podcast, like the actual production of it. I'm really hoping that being in an actual office will help with that and make it a little bit more consistent and just bring you guys the best quality that I can. But also, I hired an event planner. Her name is Nancy. And I'm going to be doing this thing that I call a summer series, a fun on weekday summer series. Each month, I'm going to coordinate some type of plan, some type of meetup for a bunch of girls in Austin. Or like maybe you want to come with your boyfriend or a new friend Really just the idea is to get people out of their comfort zone. And I realized that I've built a very strong online community, but I haven't done the best job of bringing that community together in person to actually connect you and bring those real life experiences and conversations to light. And I think that is what truly 
helps you get out of your comfort zone, right? Because you can connect with people on social media and you can message back and forth, but until you finally have that in-person experience with that person, there is a little bit that is missing. And so because I am going to be doing this series and don't worry, I'll be putting out all the information soon. Um, I have an event. Well, I am going to Macy's actually on April 26th. I mentioned that in my last podcast. So um, actually when this comes out, it'll be the night of the event, I believe. Gosh, I'm so bad at it. No, it won't be. I don't know. I'm going to Macy's April 26th. Uh, it'll be at the domain from 6 to 7 p.m. And who knows, I'll probably stay around the domain for a little bit after that and hang out with some girls. And I think it'll just be a really great experience, very casual and chill, um, no pressure. Come alone. You can be shopping and just pop in and come say hi. I think it'll be a great opportunity to just really put faces with names of the people that support me. So, um, and then I have some other things in the works. And like I said, I'll, I'll give you guys more details when it comes. But because I am going to be meeting a lot of people and really helping you guys meet new friends, what I wanted to talk about today is making new friends. I've had an episode about this before of how do you make friends? And I realize now, because I actually listened to Tink's podcast and her episode was called How to Make Friends and How to Be a Good One. And after listening to that, I realized that I, in my episode before, really only ever shared where to find the friends, right? I said, Bumble BFF, Facebook groups, Instagram DMs, like mainly all of my suggestions for you was social media. Well, when social media doesn't work out and now you're in person and you're meeting these people, it that's like a whole nother step, right? Like you have to get to the actual meeting. But then once you're there and you're talking with these people that you wanna be friends with, how do you actually form a connection with them? Because I can tell you that I've gone on so many like friend dates where I just have not clicked with the person. And it's nothing against them at all. Like there is not one single reason that I never felt like this could be my best friend other than just there was, there was some type of connection missing. And one of the things that Tinks says in her podcast is that you should just be very, very vulnerable and not necessarily trauma dump, but <laughs> talking about like the things that you're dealing with in your life and just giving them a very open look into everything you're dealing with at the moment. And so that brings me back to the first time that I went to dinner with my friend Hallie. And Hallie is one of my friends that her and I just really, really hit it off. And it's been a while since I've had a friend like that, that I meet someone for the first time and after leaving there, I feel like I have butterflies and I'm like, wow, I could see myself being best friends with this person. And I think what was different about us meeting was that I was very stressed the day that I went there and I almost didn't go. I was very in my head. I did an episode about um, not so fun on weekdays and it was during that kind of rut that I was in that I was supposed to meet up with her. And so when I sat down and we're drinking a bottle of wine, so like the liquid is going, you know, you're a little bit less tense. I just felt this very warm and welcoming feeling from her. And it was like, she would want me to share what I'm going through right now. Cause it almost felt like I was holding back a little bit. Maybe like she could tell I was tense about something. And she did such a great job of asking me questions to get me to open up. So that is kind of like my first thing about when you meet girls for the first time, obviously in different settings, there are different circumstances. If you're meeting them in a bar, you're not gonna like 
obviously sit down and tell them your entire life story because it's going to be super loud. Maybe you want to do something more fun with them. Like you want to dance with them and get out of your comfort zone. Like dancing to me is really fucking awkward. So if I'm dancing around one of my friends, I'm like, yeah, I trust you. But in this situation, when you're just sitting down and eating dinner or getting a glass of wine and it's a little bit more intimate, guys, it can be so awkward. It is like a first date. And to me, honestly, sometimes meeting up with a girl can be a little bit more nerve wracking. And what I want to remind you is that the girl on the other side of the table probably feels the exact same way that you feel. And so just knowing that like, there's no pressure here. Like you guys aren't about to be boyfriend, girlfriend. I mean, maybe, who knows? It would be girlfriend, girlfriend. But um, there's no pressure there. And I think trying to get out of your head and trying to think about what do you want to talk about yourself and then trying to think of questions that you would want that person to ask you, ask those questions to her. Because one thing about people is that we love to talk about ourselves. It's like literally a fact that people love to talk about themselves. So one tip that I give when you're on dates, and this could be for a friend date or for a guy date, is and I was, a, I was an alpha fee, and I was recruitment director, so I'm a big sorority recruitment girl. Um, but I do believe in like finding someone's golden nugget. And that's something that we talked about during recruitment, which is like, get this person talking about something that they are super passionate about, and they will never want to stop talking. And sometimes you can just let them talk, and just let them talk as long as they want to, until eventually like, it's your time to like listen and then ask them something else or then maybe share something that is applicable. I think one key thing is that when I meet people, I try to be so in my head thinking about the next question I'm gonna ask them because I don't want an awkward silence and I don't want them to think that I'm judging them or that it's uncomfortable. And what I realized is that sometimes just not saying anything right away at all is the best because you can truly reflect on what they just told you, especially if it's something vulnerable. So when I first met Hallie, I literally told her everything I was going through, my stresses with the job, my stress about I was about to go on vacation and I felt like shit about my body. And I was telling her that. And on the flip side, she was telling me things that she was going through too. And it was never ever once in a way that either of us thought we were competing for our emotions where like, oh, well, I have it worse than you do or any type of competitiveness or any type of judgment or comparison. I think one thing that's super important about meeting with people for the first time is not having it in your head that it is about, you know, who has like the upper hand. Because once we realized we're really in this together, we both feel the same things, we both have similar struggles, we could just relate so much better. And even just after that first time that I met her, I felt like my relationship with her was deeper than some people that I've hung out with a few times. And one of the things that Tink says in her podcast is that you need to have that like bonding experience, right? Like you can bond over your trauma or a breakup, or you can bond over quitting your job or getting fired from your job, or you can bond over a friendship breakup. There's so many things that you can bond over and it doesn't have to be your similar interests. Like people will always say, you should find friends that like doing similar things as you. Yeah, totally. You can meet girls at your yoga Pilates studio, wherever. You can meet them in a book club. Um, you could meet them in your apartment building and you can have those things in common. But 
what else do you have? Like what emotions do you guys connect on? What types of life goals do you guys connect on? What types of insecurities do you guys relate on? I think those things are all conversations that make a friendship so much deeper than just an acquaintance. And acquaintances, yeah, it's great to have, of course, but as I said at the beginning of this episode, you're gonna get to a point in your life where you're gonna be pulled in so many directions and acquaintances no longer fit into your priorities. And so these people that you're not necessarily like super close with, that you don't feel an emotional connection to, you probably just don't have the time to to give them as much as you would like to and so i think keeping in mind the first time that you meet someone um it's okay to just like be open because when you show yourself and how you're feeling and things you're going through that person on the other side is gonna be like wow this girl really trusts me she feels like i'm a comforting person for her she feels like she can really open up to me and in turn i think that gives them the confidence to open up to so that's kind of some of my tips for meeting friends for the first time and it goes along with what Tink said. Actually, I realized that I kind of got away from what I was going to say, which was she suggests that you need a night where you guys go out together in order to really solidify a friendship. And I would say I agree to that, but I also don't agree necessarily because as somebody now who really doesn't enjoy going out that much, I think um, just to clarify, like you can go out and do something that doesn't have to involve drinking or getting blacked out um, or doing anything like super crazy. Like going out could mean going out to dinner or going out to shop or going out to a winery day. I think like just going out of like an apartment building or something. Like I've had girlfriends stay over my apartment and hang out and do dinner and it's just as fun, but. I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily agree with going out and having to get like shit face drunk with your friend in order to really solidify a friendship. But all of the other things in her podcast I think are really great. So um, if you guys are a Tinks fan like me, definitely go listen to it. And yeah, that's kind of my advice for making friends. And I could go on and on and on about it. As we all know, Fun on Weekdays podcast is sponsored by Macy's. As of today, we are officially one week away from my first ever Macy's Fun on Weekdays meetup. So if you live in Austin, Texas, come out to the domain on April 26th. I'll be at Macy's from 6 to 7 p.m. I can't wait to meet some of you guys, help y'all shop, maybe come up with some ideas for outfits for some of my other events that are coming up this summer. And also, let's not forget about Mother's Day. If you're like me and your mom does not live in your same town, You gotta give yourself some time to ship something to her. So while we're there, I can help you guys come up with some ideas. But if you can't make it, no worries. Hopefully you can come to the next one. You can still check out my landing page on macy's.com forward slash F-O-W. And who knows, maybe we just petition to have me go to a bunch of Macy's around the country so I can meet all of you if you're not in Austin. I will see you guys there next week. Can't wait. to my Instagram to ask y'all for some questions and some insight as to what y'all do when you are first meeting friends. It kind of turned into a different topic, which I was not expecting at all. So people actually said that when they meet people for the first time and they're trying to make friends, one of the things they found is that those people become very needy and that friendship becomes very clingy. And so I want today's topic to be really about clingy and needy friendships. So 
I see both sides to this, right? Because I put this out and I think getting so many of y'all's responses about it really helped me see both sides. So I wanna clarify that when I say a needy and clingy friend, I think everybody has this like very negative connotation. Like you just automatically associate this person with being annoying, naggy, in your face, in your space all the time. And I think there's a difference. A needy friend to me is just somebody that needs more time and attention than maybe you're willing to give or maybe that you are able to give. And so you classify that person as being needy because they exceed your expectations of what a friendship needs. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're asking too much from you or that they are annoying or that they're a bad friend or that you shouldn't like hear them out because there are so many reasons for why somebody could be needy or need extra validation. And one of those things that my mind goes straight to is when you are single, you don't have a partner, maybe you're not close with your family, maybe you don't have many friends, maybe you just moved to a new place or you're going through a breakup in like your whole life, maybe you just don't have that person that you go to. And so maybe when you meet this new friend and you really click and you think things are go like great, that person who someone might think is clingy, maybe they just don't have the support system that you have. So when you're crediting your time to talking to your mom and dad or FaceTiming your boyfriend or going on a date or working on like your career or something like that, that person might not have all of the same things that you have. So when you would rather go to those people, that person comes to you. And when that person is consistently coming to you because they don't have other people to go to, it can be a lot. It can definitely be overwhelming. And you would probably think this person is so needy. And I think on the flip side, there are a lot of reasons for that. So let's get into it. Let's get into needy friendships, how to deal with it. And also, when you're making a new friend, what is the cadence that you set? Because I think at the beginning of your friendship, it really tells so much about how your friendship is going to progress over time. And setting those boundaries first and like at the forefront of your friendship is key. That's something that there's a lot of times I wish I would have done that. And I think often now in my, in my more current life, I'm able to do because I understand my boundaries. But when I first moved to Austin, I just like said yes to everything because I didn't have boundaries. I didn't really know what they were yet. And so I overloaded myself. And now I'm at a point where I think I can reflect and be like, okay, I should have done this. This is what I do now. This is how my friendships have changed over time. So let's get into it. I'm gonna start reading some of y'all's responses because I think this is honestly so fun just to get your guys' input, input into some of the topics that I talk about on here because I don't know, you guys listen, you probably wanna hear some of your own thoughts. So one of the stories that I posted was, let me find it, I have a question. Mm. Let me go back. The first question that I asked, I have a question. How often are you supposed to text them outside between hangouts? Okay, here is my answer. And I didn't share any of my answers on Instagram because I wanted to wait until here. So when I went on this walk with Hallie this morning, she's like my, my new friend that I, I talk about all the time. Hallie gets so much credit on this podcast because she's just awesome. So when I was hanging out with her this morning, we were saying when you text your new friend, if you start texting them all the time and you're telling them random shit about your day, 
nonstop, 24 seven. And that person, they're your new friend. So they wanna be attentive to you, right? They wanna reply to you. Or maybe flip side, you know, vice versa, whatever role you're in. If you are consistently replying to this person because you're thinking they're a new friend, I wanna give them time and my effort and be intentional and I want them to know that I am truly trying towards this friendship, then consistently replying is just letting them, it's building an expectation that you're going to do that like for the remainder of your friendship. And so for me, when I go and I meet up with somebody, I hang out with them and then after I'll text them and say like, it was so great catching up with you. Let's do it again soon. And then in between that, I really don't have many like texting conversations of just random everyday stuff. When I text my friends, it's either to tell them like big news or with an intention to make plans to hang out. Because if you're texting 24 seven and you know every single thing that's going on in your friend's life, sometimes when you hang out, it's like, okay, what, like, what are we gonna do? Just like sit in the same room? We've talked about everything. And I think it's totally different because my friendships in high school were probably like that. I mean, you see your friends every single day, same with college maybe, like you're seeing, you're seeing your friends every day. Whereas like in your post-grad life, you don't get to see them every day, you're working during the day and you get to see them at night and like if you're with them and you're texting them constantly it's just a lot it's taking so much time away from your personal self and I think that you need time for your personal self in order to be a good friend so my answer to the cadence of this is when when you're meeting this person for the first time I think you share a few texts back and forth like you can reach out to them on Instagram or through my Facebook group or you're saying like, hey, I saw you live in Austin. I would love to be friends with you. Like, let's meet up for coffee. Okay, you you send maybe 10 to 15 texts back and forth, making plans, solidifying the plans. And then within like that week or the next week, you try and meet up with this person. It can be for like an hour, two hours. If you really hit it off, it could be four hours. Who knows? There's really like no timeline. And then after that, what I would do is I would text that person, say thank you for meeting up. like. And honestly, too, it's like such a it's such a circumstantial situation, because if you really, really hit it off and you want to talk to this person all the time, which that might happen, you have to be mindful, like, does the person on the other side have the time to give me that? And I think being mindful before you meet up with somebody of a what am I looking for in a friendship? B, what can I give to a friendship and C? what length or gosh that's not even like really the right thing is more so like how much time do I have to devote to this friendship and maybe if you're new to a city and you're just looking for friends and you have none you don't have family here you're starting a new job you're really starting over you're gonna need way more out of a friendship than somebody who's lived here for five years or like is in a real is in a relationship or just in a different point in their life and I think you just literally need to lay it all out from the get-go um and that should hopefully hopefully help but in terms of hanging out with your new friend I mean Hallie is the kind of person I haven't seen her in a month we went for like an hour and a half walk today and I probably won't see her again for maybe like two weeks We'll text here and there in between and we'll still catch up with each other and you know we'll have stuff to talk about when we do get together but we don't need to see each other every single day and i think there are a lot of friends out there that need to constantly be with you 
hang out with you, stay in your bed, work around you, be at a coffee shop with you, go grocery shopping with you. And it's only annoying if that's not what you want out of a friendship. And I think especially if you're meeting somebody for the first time and you're on both the same wavelength of like, okay, I'm looking for new friends. It's not a weird thing to put it out there. Like, yeah, I really don't have much time. Like, I'm really looking for someone to hang out with like once a week or I'm looking for somebody to go out with on the weekends to like party with. If, if you don't tell them that, you can't expect them to know that. And if you aren't giving them signs throughout the time that you're like chit-chatting with them after, like they're literally never gonna know. So my next question was, how do you deal with needy friends? So let me answer some of the things. So the number one thing that a lot of people said was just boundaries, which is what I just addressed is like, literally the first time you meet somebody and also too this is another thing we're at the stage right now where some of your friends are in just completely completely different stages of their life i have friends that are getting engaged friends that literally are married i have friends that still like to go out every single weekend i have friends that like live in my hometown they don't live around me i have friends like literally all over and all of their expectations for our friendship are completely different And I think just treating all of your friendships differently is also key. But keeping your values and your boundaries consistent. That is it, I think. Which sounds kind of counterintuitive now that I think about it. Anyways, let me read some other ones. This kind of goes along with it. Each season of life is different. Some I can hang out and some I can't. Communication just helps. And I think that's another thing too is... People say setting boundaries. I think one thing is if you are too busy and you cannot hang out with this person and you feel bad because it's been two months, you haven't seen them, but you physically do not have time. Okay, is this friendship like super important to you? Can you make time? Like I think back to the episode that I did with Shelby Sacco when she says if you consistently use no time in your schedule as an excuse, okay, wake up an hour earlier and like start things earlier in the morning or maybe like go work out with them in the morning or go to a coffee shop with them in the morning. And if they don't want to do it at that point, then like, okay, that's cool. But at least you offered, at least you tried, at least you made an effort. So I totally, totally get there are times that you just cannot hang out with your friends. And this kind of goes into what some people said about ghosting them. Somebody literally said that they ghost their friends that are too needy. I don't think you should do that. I don't think that's a healthy thing to do, especially to somebody that you truly value and care about. Now, if this is a person that you just do not vibe with, like you you literally don't want to be their friend, oh my God, I think that's super awkward because you kind of have to treat it like you're on a date where it's like, okay, you went on three dates with this guy, you don't like him, you, don't, you never want to date him, you don't see a future with him, you probably are going to ghost him, but it would be way easier to tell him, like, I'm just not interested in you than it would ever be to tell a girl, hey, we just don't really vibe, I don't see us being friends. Especially when she thinks the opposite. Like, that is very hard, but I don't think that ghosting them and completely avoiding that is gonna help you set your boundaries as what you're looking for in friendships, but also give that person clarity and closure of like, okay, I didn't do anything wrong, I'm not a weird person, they weren't uncomfortable around me, we just didn't vibe. And if you can kind of give them like some explanation I think that would help more than just like literally leaving them on red or like deleting them on social media. Like that's weird. That is not mature. We are like at a point in our lives where 
you can be vocal about the things that you want in your life and people should be okay with that. So some other ones that we have. Some people said, I just don't have time for needy friends. And that's exactly it too is, okay, then you just, you want to be friends then with people who have a similar schedule with you. And so maybe you want a friend that you hang out with once a month. Maybe you set a day every single week that you're going to hang out. Or once a month, you have like a meetup. Okay, then maybe that's what you need, but you have to vocalize that. People don't know that you need that until you say that you need that. All of these people, I have to be completely honest with you, are all saying, I used to get super annoyed, but then I set boundaries. I let them know at the beginning of the week. Oh, wait, this is a really good one. This girl says, I let them know at the beginning of the week, this is how much time I have for you and no more. And that sounds like maybe a little bit brutal, but I think literally what you could do is if somebody's like, hey, what are you doing this week? Like, let's get together. Instead of saying like, okay, um, what about Thursday night? I think you could be more intentional with saying, I am busy doing this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, I have this going on on Saturday. Uh, what if we ha- we do something between this time on Thursday night and you like set a very clear time frame saying that like I literally cannot do any other day. If this doesn't work, totally no problem. Let's think about the next week. Let's think about another time that we could do something. And I think instead of being so willing to like change what you want to try and accommodate that person, it'll help them understand that like You don't have that time to just consistently twist your schedule around to try and please them. And I I get it because it's like you you wanna be a good friend, but I don't think that doing this makes you a bad friend if anything, because above all else, you need to be a good friend to yourself. And being a good friend to yourself means knowing what you want, what you have time and capabilities and energy for, and then being able to give what else you have to a friend and have them help you become another better version of yourself rather than relying on your friends constantly to make you into a better person okay guys i'm back my camera died for a minute so i just took like 30 minutes charging my camera reading through some more instagram dms that i got about this topic and after taking some time away from recording i realized in this episode i'm just going to cover like making new friends how you connect with them and then like you know how you keep that friendship going without it being too much. And so for the next episode that I do, I think we can really dive into the toxic habits of a friend when they are like super clingy and setting like basically knowing when to cut off friends, I guess, and then like how to do it. So to wrap this up, I wanted to talk about some of the boundaries that you guys said that you set with your friends, either at the beginning of your friendship or maybe in the middle of your friendship Or maybe you just realize that like you are never going to see eye to eye on your boundaries and you just need to like kind of have a friendship breakup. So a lot of the responses that I got, a lot of the responses that you all gave me in terms of how to deal with needy friends or just, you know, friends in general is by setting boundaries. And at first I thought that like y'all were just being super like really vague with that because like, yeah, of course everyone can say, oh, set healthy boundaries, put yourself first. But okay, what are some ideas of boundaries? And then reading through your messages, I got some better ideas. So number one being, um, if they are texting you like all throughout the day and they're sending you like, oh my God, just pooped, going to Starbucks. A girl actually said that her friend will literally text her stuff like that. Um, I think what you could do is politely say, oh my gosh, sounds like you had an eventful day. 
um, let's get together sometime next week and tell me all about it so you can catch me up on everything. And I think that is kind of a subtle nod of like, save all of this stuff you're going to tell me until when we hang out. And I think that is a very kind of nice, kind way to say it other than just like, I don't care, (laughs) Um, which sometimes you actually might not care. But I think kind of like shutting it down and saying, let's talk about this at another time is a really good way to do it. Um, Some other people said that if they send you texts like super late at night and you read it, what you could do then is literally just say, hey, I'm out with friends right now or I'm busy right now. I read your message, but I want to respond to it when I have more time to like carefully reflect on what you said and give you a better response. I've done that a few times, especially when you're like, maybe you're arguing with a friend or you're arguing with a boyfriend or family or whoever it may be. Sometimes in the moment, like you're, you're busy. You don't want to like take away from what you're doing and maybe the other people you're with to sit down and just like respond with a huge curated text. And I think the more that you say, hey, I'm doing something right now, I'll get I read your message, I'm acknowledging it and I care about you so I want to respond to it when I have time that I can give you my most thoughtful, genuine response. I think any single person would be understanding and respect that. However, if they take that response as like, oh, you don't care about me, you never listen to me, and then it becomes something that is like, they need your constant attention 24-7, that is when it can easily, easily turn into a toxic relationship. And so toxic friendships is something that is a completely different topic. There are so many things of a to- of a toxic friendship. And I'm going to get into that in a different episode. But my last thing, another idea for a boundary is just when you set time to hang out with somebody, I think that you should really set a designated time of when it's going to end and cap it at that. So if you have stuff to do and you're going to go meet up with somebody for dinner, Say you'll go to dinner from six to eight. I think you really truly need to leave at eight because the more that you stick to the boundaries that you set, the more someone else is going to respect them and they'll know that you are you know, firm in what you want and what you are able to give them. And I think over time, that'll become an expectation that you know maybe you just need to make more clear plans up front so that you know exactly like what's gonna happen when it's gonna end and how, we're, how often you're going to see this person. Because making new friends is so fun. It can be so exciting. You have this new person in your life that you just want to like, they don't know anything about you. So sometimes you just want to tell them everything and you want to hang out with them all the time. But I think on the flip side, you have to make sure that they are down for that as well. And if that's not what they want, then I think instead of trying to force them into being that person for you, you just need to find a friend that has the same expectations of friendship as you do and exactly what you're looking for. If you're looking for an absolute BFF that you sleep over each other's house every single night and you go and do things together all the time, that's one thing. And you really don't know if somebody's into that until they start telling you no or unless you start asking them. And having these conversations doesn't need to be hard or weird. We're all adults now. You know, we have different things in our life. I wanted to end by kind of sharing you guys some insight from people who responded to my DMs today that said they feel as though they are the needy friend and they have insight as to like why they require more time and energy and maybe they wanna text you more or they wanna hang out with you more. And so I wanted to share that because 
I think it's so easy to be in your own head and get really annoyed by things because you're only thinking about yourself, typically. I'm guilty of this. Every person is guilty of this. And when somebody that you are friends with or you're hanging out with, you feel like they aren't understanding your boundaries, it's, it's easy to just get frustrated. And then when you're frustrated with somebody, maybe you don't wanna hear them out, maybe you don't wanna hang out with them, maybe you don't wanna give them your time and attention. And the more that you continue to do that, the more that this other person feels shut out. So I wanted to just share some insight with you guys. I got this really, really sweet message from a girl and um, I screenshot it so I could read it for you guys because it really put things into perspective for me. She says, here is my needy-ish insight. I grew up having a big group of friends, but never any best friends, and I always felt left out of everything. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Like you have a big group of friends, but you don't have that one go-to person that you feel like is your favorite, and like they, you are also their favorite. And that, that bond is like very hard to build, and if you don't have that, it can feel really isolated, like you're left out and you're not fully connected. She says, growing up, the lost connection of not having true best friends really hurt me as a child. It wasn't until the end of high school, college, and beyond that, I finally had a best friend slash multiple best friends. I consider myself, I guess, more needy in the sense that I know what it's like to not have anyone and to be so lonely that I don't want my best friends to ever feel that way. I want to be there for them and to go above and beyond and know about their life and the hardships and the happy moments because I never had that growing up. And now that I have for the past couple of years, I don't want any of my friends to feel the loneliness that I felt. I can probably be a lot sometimes, always checking and making sure they're okay. So I definitely scale back a lot of the time, but it's just my inner child never wanting the people I care about to feel the way I did. I genuinely think that this is like the most all encompassing answer as to why a lot of people who have good intentions that maybe come across as needy or like check on you all the time or just are constantly asking you about yourself. It's like coming from a good wholehearted place, like just very genuine. She cares about you. Like think in your mind, okay, I don't have time to respond to this right now. And she's asking like how my job went today. It might be annoying, but like it has good intentions behind it. And that's the kind of person that you want in your corner for like life. However, what she described is very different than somebody who is like constantly having to know where you are or who you're with or getting possessive and feeling like they constantly have to be included because that's just not realistic. I mean, when you are in your 20s and you have friends from different areas of your life and you all have different interests, some of your friends might not be friends with each other. And sometimes you don't have to invite them to every single thing you go to. And that's when it crosses the line into a toxic friendship, into something that is very needy in the aspect of needing to be around you, not being needy in the aspect of needing to know that your well-being is your priority and that like your friend is okay and they're not feeling left out or lonely or they're happy or you are being the biggest support that you possibly can be. So those are some of my tips, you guys, for not only how to really connect with your friends um, or not your friends, with people that you meet for the first time, just like literally being open, putting it all out on the floor, maybe not too much. Like think about things that you have in common with them. Think about the conversations that you want to talk about and lead into it and ask them thoughtful questions that really get to know them. You can't expect people to 
connect with you if all you're talking about is the weather or a book you're reading like of course or a podcast that you're listening to of course you'll have those similarities in common but what else is there like dig a little deeper it's it's sometimes really hard and uncomfortable to do but those are the friendships that you will value forever and it's fun when you finally meet that person or those girls that you just feel like oh my gosh i i've been missing this kind of friendship and that friendship is it takes vulnerability so open yourself up to it let your guards down a little bit maybe have a glass of wine and just give people a chance um, is my best advice for making friends and then once you have those friends um, just making sure that you set it off on a good note kind of like be clear up front what you're looking for in a friendship how much time you have for that person and being clear about like how often you're willing to text them or things that you're working on and just truthfully transparency is key to having good friendships and that's something that I've learned over the past year and a half because a lot of my life has changed and I used to hang out with my friends every single day after work well then I started getting way more into my career and then I got a boyfriend and then I got a dog and then I started traveling a lot more and my expectations of my friendships have changed over time and just letting my friends know what I've been up to and not just having them see what I'm doing on social media, I think is like really the best way for my friends to understand. Like I'm not shutting them out. I just have so many things that I need to prioritize first. And once I feel as though I'm in a good place mentally, physically, personally, then I can be the best friend that I possibly can be for them. And it might only be like one day a week that I get to see them or once a month. But in between that time, I will do my best to give them my energy and attention and intention when I am communicating with them and catching up on life. So friendships can be really hard to navigate. I hope this helped you a little bit. And in the next episode, I really want to dig deep into this toxic friendship and the clinginess and possessiveness and like some of your guys' crazy stories about friendships because as fun as they can be, oh my gosh, friendship breakups are the worst and sometimes you need it. So next episode, I'm going to tell you all about it and how to kind of initiate that. Um, my fun on weekdays activity for you guys is, let me think, let me think. So later today, I am doing a meetup with a bunch of girls from my Facebook group and we are going on a walk around the lake i said this in my dog sitting um my dog sitting i said this in my fun dogs on weekdays episode that like you should get together with a group of girls and just go for a walk in your hometown i think you could definitely do that because that is what i'm doing today um last night i went to an escape room no surprise there and um let's see what else could we do this weekend i think i'm going to a rodeo so I think going to some type of random sporting event would be really fun. It could be like a minor league team. It could be literally just a local team. You could go to um, like an intramural league. So last night I was at the park and at Zilker and they do an intramural volleyball league in the sand pits. <laughs> I don't even know what it's called. And we literally just like sat, had a little lunch and or a little dinner and watched them play. And I feel like being around people that are active make makes your mind active if that makes sense in any way um 
Also, speaking of sporting events, I am going to Dallas on May 13th, 7 p.m. We are rooting the Rangers against the Red Sox. Fun on Weekdays is having a big meetup there, so I posted it in my Facebook group. Um, if tickets are still available, go check it out and come out and hang out. It's a great Fun on Weekdays idea. So, uh, yeah, sporting event, go for a walk, see live music, really anything. Let me know what you guys are doing this week. That's what I'm doing. And, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you all in the next episode. Get your fun – well, not get your fun – Get your like craziest friend stories ready for me because next week I'm about to spill some like crazy friendship stories and how you should maybe approach that and break up with a friend. All right, that's it, you guys. Have fun this week and I'll talk to you next Tuesday.